Examine life as men, confronting tough issues, raw and unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome to the KTB Podcast. We are back live, baby. Yeah. Pretty soon after our last episode, too. I this know, is unusual. Man. This is pretty cool. I feel I feel like I'm I'm accomplishing some things. We're on a hot streak. <laughs> That's what it is. We're back we a thousand for once. Yeah, yeah. Right. A new episode just released this morning, part two. Part two of, of I graduated high school. Now what? Now what? Yes. With class of twenty twenty one. Class of twenty twenty one. If you're hearing this right now, you probably already listened to that episode and you can see the vast difference of maturity between <laughs> the girls and the guys. The ladies and the gentlemen. The ladies and the gentlemen. The ladies and the gentlemen. The young, you can see the young men and the young women. Uh, some of the future of what's to come. Lord, that was fun though. That was pretty fun. It was wild. It was, it was cool and it was awesome. The best part about it is the amount of feedback that I saw. Yeah. We saw from oh, we got we got a couple of followers from We that did on podcast, on the Instagram, right? On the Instagram and even people sending us instant messages, DMs saying, "Hey, this is awesome. I love hearing um uh, uh someone that's the same age as I am speaking talking about, about their future. talking about their future and goals." Which is pretty cool because yeah. I thought that it was only impactful during the podcast with the individuals that we interviewed, but then seeing how it's affecting others that listen to it. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's yeah, gratifying. That's, that's what we work towards. That's gratifying. And talking about feedback, I'm going to get a quick plug for our social media. Uh, if you want to follow us, please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Give us feedback. We would love to have it from you guys. We love to, we thrive on constructive criticism. We're new to this. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get better. So if you want to reach out to us, Instagram and Twitter is at the KTB podcast, at the KTB podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you want to send an email, send an email to KTB podcast at gmail.com. Once again, reach out, show us some love, uh, not only give criticism and, and feedback, but also if you follow the Instagram, you get a lot of behind the scenes pictures and a little glimpse of who me and Ernie are as, as people. So you get a little behind-the-scenes action. So uh, we would love to see you guys uh, on our Instagram and Twitter. That's right. Absolutely, man. Please do that. That is awesome. And we always we always enjoy. It gives us a little bit of uh, something to strive forwards towards, yep. right? And uh, a little bit of motivation in what we're doing and why we're doing it. If it doesn't cause a difference within us, then at least seeing how it may cause a difference or it may impact others that may be listening to it or maybe part of the episode. So right. that's, that's always good. That's always awesome. So now on to our, this episode, we have a special guest, man. I'm so excited. We have a special guest, and this is a very, very dear friend of mine, man. Very, very dear. I love this brother. This I is love one, him too. There's one brother that I can say, I love you, bro. <laughs> And it's, not, and it's not, like, and hard to say it. It's not hard to say it. It's not forced. And it's not anything that is, uh, that is weird either, you know? It's right. like a genuine love, man. And my brother, Hector Rodriguez, Pastor Rodriguez. Say what's up, Pastor. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is interesting hearing my voice through the microphone. <laughs> do, you, do you like your voice? Uh, not quite sure. <laughs> a lot of people don't like hearing their own yeah, voice. It's different, right? When yeah. you start listening to your own voice. Yep. Yeah. 
I didn't but, like it. But luckily, this fancy piece of equipment, it adds a little bit of bass, yeah, it and it, it makes your like voice, yeah, it's called extra, Big Bottom. Extra manly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't sound like this in person. I, know. Right? I don't sound this manly. In real life, I sound like <laughs> No, but it is a privilege having you on here. You are, you are our second pastor that we're able to have mm-hmm. on this podcast, and it is a privilege and an honor, not just because of of you being a pastor and being willing to come on this podcast, but because of who you are. Yeah. And um the reason for the for this podcast and or this episode actually is it, it comes because we're we're limited on how much time we have you for. That's we correct. sure are. The <laughs> clock is ticking. The clock is ticking and not only in the sense of you know, we see that the society is changing and we see that uh, a lot of things are happening within the world that is quickly accelerating almost like, and we've heard this before, almost like a when a woman is having birth, there are contractions, uh, pains, birth pains that a, a woman goes through before giving birth. It almost feels something similar within the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm, the a last lot days. of different contractions of different things, rumors of wars and and different natural disasters happening that, you know, obviously brings an alert to the times that we're living in. Uh, so when I say we're limited on time, I'm not only talking about that. I'm talking about, like, right now, we're limited on how much time we have with you because you're leaving. That's correct. Yes. do appreciate uh, the invitation. Able to be here. I've, I've heard a few of the podcasts when I got a chance, especially mm-hmm. the one with my daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, it was interesting hearing her. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, appreciate the invitations. Glad to be here before I depart. Yeah, man. I'm glad we got our we got our hands on you before you were out the door. Go. That's right, man. That's right. And so similar to what when we put out a, a episode, a couple of do you know which episode that was, Raymond? Which one? Off the top of your head, when heroes come home. I can find it. When heroes come home, and if you haven't listened to that episode. Uh, we didn't have the best of equipment at that time either. Episode four. Episode four. So it was really early on to when we started the that podcast. That was published November 2nd of 2020. So that was referencing a, a time when a lot of pastors that have come from our fellowship, from our church, come back for a harvesting time of refreshing. And uh, we, we talked about when heroes come home and how impactful that was towards us. And this episode is when heroes go. When heroes go, and because our brother's going, man, and not going as in he's he's going on a mission, and he's you're you're going to Puerto Rico. Yes, sir. Where where in Puerto Rico are you going? We're going to Ponce, Ponce. Puerto Rico, south of the island, south center. Yeah, man. So you're and you're literally uprooting everything that you know here. Your family, your home, mm-hmm. your car, your your your, your <laughs> that, life, that, that truck, <laughs> the truck, that beautiful, yeah, beautiful truck, truck, that, that ruby, <laughs> the red ruby, <laughs> that red ruby, and you're going, you're leaving it all just to go to Puerto Rico and start some, start brand new, start fresh. Yes, sir. Go and do the will of God, I believe. So go for for souls is the mission. That's awesome. That is amazing. That's admirable. So, our listeners may not know you. Can you just tell us? A little bit about yourself, Pastor Rodriguez, what your family looks like, who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's see. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia, and that's South America, not South Carolina. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, my mom and my sister migrated here to the U.S. I was 12 years old, lived in Miami for a few years, moved up north to Bridgeport, Connecticut, where I finished high school there, met my wife now, girlfriend then, didn't mean anything serious, you know, it's one of those things, but yet at 17, she was pregnant with my first daughter, so we decided to kind of do things differently. We, we, you know, it was the grace of God that actually kept everything going. We were we were always fighting, arguing. Uh, long story short, she wanted to join the military, join the Navy, but somehow the recruiter got me and not her. Oh, wow. Thank God. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got... I uh, joined the Navy, so then I, we got stationed here in Norfolk, Virginia. And that was December of '02. It was I was due to report December 27th, so we celebrated Christmas with family in Connecticut and drove straight here so we could report to my duty station. Uh, it was January of '03 that somebody came and knocked on our door, invited us to church. So it wasn't long after. Of course, I didn't go. Um, church was never a priority in my life, you know, uh, growing up following a ritual and it, it was nothing that I looked forward to. Uh, we got married. I got married with my wife right before we left. Cause my recruiter had told me that I could get a little more money if, if I was married. So I did. It was, <laughs> never, that, yeah. <laughs> it was never out of love. Um, I had my, my daughter, uh, and soon after that, I had another daughter once we got to Norfolk. And uh, the guys who knocked on my door came back and knocked on my door again. So we finally went to churches so we could let them know to leave us alone. That, that was not what we what we identify ourselves with. But uh, God had another plan. So we came to church. We heard the gospel. Uh, my wife and I got saved that day. And that was January of 03. And it began a new journey. And so God began to work with us. We were ready to get uh, divorce, we just, it wasn't working out. It was always fights and arguments, just like any other marriage. But uh, when you have no hope, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is divorce and find the right person, thinking that you marry the wrong person. But it's typically, right, our own issues coming to the surface. And so, but thank God uh, that we were in a good church and began to show us some things. And so since uh, had a son as well, so we have currently two daughters, one uh, in November. Both of their birthdays are actually in November, so one will turn 20, the other one will turn 18, and my son in August will turn 15. And then I got married my wife in 02, so 19 years together in marriage, 21 maybe. We met in sophomore, but we really didn't start dating to junior high. And so, and now preaching, uh, the gospel we were launched out, out of our church back in 09. So going on 12 years preaching. And so it's been uh, a ride, uh, wonderful. So how long have you been saved? You've been, you've been preaching for 12 years. Correct. I got saved January of 03. So. 16. More. 17. No, no, more like than 18. eighteen years. 18, sorry. Yeah, eighteen years. Sorry, guys, I dropped out of high school. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> eighteen years, correct. Janet would have been eighteen years uh, that we that we got to church. 
Wow. They were being saved, yes. So so when did you uh, first get the calling or you knew that you were called to be a pastor? So I mentioned it. I actually just preached about that last night at church where I spoke about the calling. Uh, we went to our first Bible conference that was in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and uh, I remember seeing a map that it had on the wall with needles on it where it indicates there was a church uh, throughout the world from our fellowship and there was no church in Colombia. And so mm-hmm. knowing now salvation, knowing that my family wasn't saved, I was wondering why was there no needles in that country that, you know, there's so many people unsaved. And, mm. and what I was asking that, I'd heard the voice, well, why don't you go? And so mm. it something, uh, a burden came in me. But, of course, we have our goals and our desires. And so it was not what I searched for at that time. But getting out of the military four years later, I kind of knew it was I had a calling uh, to preach eventually maybe one day back to where I was born. But mm-hmm. until then, uh, I knew there were people all around us who, who needed the gospel. So right. we, we embarked on that mission. So do you still feel like that is like the ultimate calling, like you're working towards that? I believe, uh, yes, I keep I keep that. If, if the time comes, I know God has a plan. Uh, you know, uh, I've I've been to North Carolina to Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took over a church in Woodbridge, and heading to Puerto Rico. So never saw that in my in my vision to one day go any of those cities. Uh, but I always made myself available if there was a need uh, to be able to answer a need, and if the calling of the time uh, presents itself to go to Colombia, then yeah, I would love to love to go. And 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 I know that you mentioned that that's. An, those are cities that you never pictured yourself being, but there have been people that were in those cities that mm-hmm. have been impacted that I know that have been impacted by, by your investment in those different cities. So even, so even though we may not, and that's something scary when you think about I'm going somewhere and it's, it, it's, I don't, I've never pictured myself going here. It's just the opportunity is presenting itself. There's people that need to hear the gospel. There are law, there are lost souls so we're going to go, and but you really don't know what's going to happen, what's going to transpire when you go there. Uncertain. Right. But because of what you've been in the past, it's, it's evident that God has used you guys. So why is he going to stop using you now? You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to definitely do something. And everywhere you've gone, it's almost like bigger and better. You know, things have happened that are been amazing you know i mean in woodbridge well which one's the first city that you guys went to so the first time we went out in 09 we went to winston salem uh it's winston salem north carolina and, and we were there for two and a half years is that where the witches are <laughs> is that where's that salem salem i think it's massachusetts that's massachusetts yes. that's right you didn't encounter any witches there huh? oh no not that i know <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the next city was which one Woodbridge, Virginia. It was Woodbridge, right? Correct. And, and you took that over. I took that over from uh, Pastor Rocky Colonna. Yes, as he went missionary to Burma. Myanmar. So Myanmar. Burma, correct. We took over that church. Great work. So it's still thriving today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a great job. He came back and he's running with it again. So yeah. it's it's a great church. Yeah. And that's I mean, the spirit of our fellowship, right? That's right, man. And now you're going to Puerto Rico. Now we're going to go Puerto Rico start from the ground up. So this will be a new... A new adventure. And so our, at least for our fellowship, and I don't know how other churches, if any other churches in the United States have invested into Puerto Rico, 
although Puerto Rico is considered part of the United States, it has a lot of the elements of a third world nation. You know, it's not not that it's it's completely poor, but it's a completely different environment, right? Correct. And so it's a completely different. Um, the economy is different there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The different neighborhoods and the way that people live completely different. They're, are they're, they still recovering from the hurricane? They are. Uh, it's been right over a year. More than no, I'm I'm lying. More than that, it's like about two years, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was in uh, seventeen. Uh, seventeen was it seventeen? Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute, I believe. Wow. So 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 that's what I was trying to get to is that we a lot of churches were needed to pull out from that place, correct? Because the hurricane crashed into it and completely obliterated. obliterated. Man, a lot of the island power went out, the houses collapsed. It was horrible, you know, and so a lot of a lot of missionary works or a lot of church works had to pull out from there. Correct. Right. Right. I believe uh, I'm not all the details down. It was Maria was in 17. So it's actually four years. Wow. I believe we had four or five works from our fellowship that were in the island, but it was so bad. No electricity, no food that um, Pastor Mitchell uh, got him flown out. Um, I believe the story is uh you couldn't even get an airplane to. Yeah, you know, you everybody wanted to leave the island, but you couldn't. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Pastor Mitchell took the, those missionaries out to bring them back to the states. Uh, but since there has not been a, another church in our fellowship who has returned, so it's been four years now. Uh, I got the honor to go with with my pastor a month and a half ago or so, and we got to ride around the island. We we were unsure what city we will start, what municipality. So we wanted to drive around, lay a hold of God, figure it out. And so, yeah, there are many parts of the island that are still devastated, whether it was by Hurricane Maria or the, the earthquakes that we're having uh, mm. last year. That was another thing that was new to Puerto yeah. Rico. And so there's still a lot of a lot of broke down buildings. I believe we uh, I read that about 20% of the island uh, uh Left the island during that season, and I know we know we know some people, pastors' family, yeah, moved back, and so a lot of people came, and while the island was getting back on its feet, you know, they reestablished their lifestyles or their lives in another city, right, and so the island lost some people, some resources, uh, but it's still a lot, it's still a lot of people, it's still alive, and uh, and now after COVID, I think things are coming back, getting back on their feet. Yes. Yeah. So you said. Puerto Rico has never been devastated by an earthquake before. No, earthquakes were not known in Puerto Rico. Hurricanes were, but not earthquakes. So, the beginning of last year, I believe, it was when they were have uh, major earthquakes and they were back to back. Actually, ever since they they've been having earthquakes. Wow, uh, earthquakes! So it's it's it has not stopped, but it's not common for an island to right. have earthquakes, hurricanes, and 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 storms. You know. Uh, they were afraid after the earthquakes. Uh, tsunamis is typically what follows. Uh, so it would have been another issue that would hit the island, but mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't. But yeah, they they had a they're having a lot of earthquakes. Actually, the city where we're going is was known to a lot of the epic centers or areas nearby where they were feeling the most in the island. Wow! And just just for a little anybody that's listening right now. Uh, a little thing about Pastor Rodriguez he does is he does the uh, end time sermons that he specializes in. So if you want to, uh, you know, listen to anybody about the signs of the times and the signs of uh, of the second coming and, you know, just little um, uh, birthing pains. Oh, yeah. 
that, the end time. You can you can take that to the bank if it's coming from Pastor Rodriguez. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> and that's a sign like, right there. I like the subject. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite subjects. It's it's interesting just to see yeah. the signs, to hear the news, and and see. Yeah, they're definitely they're taking place right now. We're just seeing one by one. Yeah, the snow cover the the fink the sphinx covered in snow was like jarring for me. Do you, have you seen those pictures Indiana. when it snowed and it covered the uh, the pyramids? They had never gotten snow oh, there before. Yeah, that's right. And the Sphinx. Correct. But yeah. And yeah, times. That's interesting. It's very interesting. That is. Everything that we're living today, there's definitely uh, a time, an, an awakening that should take place. And I believe that's uh, the my desire to, to get to the island already is uh, if we were looking forward to a revival, to a, an outbreak of, of God's Holy Spirit. Uh, then why why not be in the island ready to preach the gospel? Yeah. If there's people who are broken, you know, COVID, earthquakes, uh, storms, and your usual other typical things, marriage, finances, and all this just add to a time where people are soft, uh, heartbroken, and they need hope. And so mm-hmm. that's our hope that we could get there and be able to bring some type of uh, good news, right? The gospel that can that can help people. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's my my desire. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That is. I, I was actually going to ask you, and you pretty much hit it already. Was what what are you hopeful for? You know, and it's that that re, that revival. You know that the time is time the the season is is ripe for the reaping. Correct. Right. Yes. The harvest is the harvest. It's plentiful, but the laborers are few, right? He's the only one. <laughs> the, first, another, the first to go back. Is, there's another, another church yes. who's uh, heading there, as far as we know. From Pastor Paul uh, Stevens. Correct, correct. It's a young young couple, actually. got a text. Uh, spoke uh, just briefly with them, but it's, I believe they just have a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. Pretty young couple. Uh, neither one is Puerto Rican, uh, so they're going to an island. You know, I, I'm married to a Puerto Rican, so I have a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> have a function, uh, no, and so, but but the, um, there is as as you mentioned, Puerto Rico is not quite a third world country uh, or uh, or island or its own. It has some of it, uh, that, but but uh, it is a different culture, mm-hmm. and so definitely it's, it's something to get to know the culture and and how things work, but. Uh, but it is people still, people who, who need hope. And so that's that's our plan. So question, uh, so y'all going into Ponce. Yes, now, sir. Now, I know you said you, um, you, you you prayed about it and you, you know, you saw God's opinion on, you know, where you should go. Uh, what, what did you ultimately, like, what was the sign that said Ponce is the place? Uh, we drove around, we... we Speaking with Pastor in regards to where to start, we knew we didn't want the cities, the big cities. Uh, it's a different mindset. Uh, it takes a little bit harder to break through, and we wanted kind of a work. We wanted to go to a smaller town. So we, our main aim when we got to Puerto Rico was looking for smaller cities. Mm-hmm. So actually, Pon- Ponce is known, I believe, as the third largest uh, area in Puerto Rico. So we weren't looking to Ponce as one of our aims, but when we had to find a hotel, we landed in that city mm-hmm. uh, in the process of going to the smaller towns. And we stay there one day and the next day, pastor said, well, let's take a look while we're here, just drive through. And and so though it is a city, it doesn't have the same feeling of a, of a city, right? Right. Uh, and of so, a big city. Correct. It didn't feel like 
New York or San Juan, you know, the areas there are are, are loaded with a lot of people. Right. Um, but it, it felt different. So we in, we liked it. We ended up going. Uh, we went further other cities. We had to come back to the hotel there in Ponce again. And then we moved to another city where we stood the night. And, and uh, somehow I just, I just felt it. I talked to my wife. She said, I like it. And then we said, well, let's talk to Pastor tomorrow morning and let him know how. We had already traveled, I think, four days nonstop throughout the island. We were stopping in towns. We were talking to people. We were, so it was nonstop driving and and seeing town after town. I think out of the seventy-eight municipalities in Puerto Rico, we got to visit thirty-five or thirty-seven. So it was a lot for a few wow. days. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Four days. Yeah, wow. it was. We were moving, yeah. and so I I just told my wife, I I think for whatever reason that wasn't our aim, but I like Ponce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's it's a place. It's, it's got the population, uh, but people are not. It's not overcrowded. Uh, there's businesses. There's people. There's 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 things going on there. Mm-hmm. And when uh, we met with Pastor for breakfast, Miss um, Carmen actually his wife met us first, and she said, "Hey, I believe we we just want to go back to Ponce and check that city again." Mm. There's, there's some, so it was almost like a confirmation, right? For, right. For us, and we said, "Hey, yeah, that's, that's the same it. thing we said." So let's let's stick with it, and and so we we're that's how we end up. Wow, wow, no, that's amazing, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool how it's all working it worked out. out. Correct. That that's was what cool. we were asking for. We we're asking that at least we will. We were all kind of agreed, right? That, that, that uh, all four of us, my wife went as long as well, so uh, that we all felt kind of like, yeah, I think I think that's the city. And now we're just gonna believe God and, and see what He's gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna go. That's it. That's awesome. And I know that you're you're ready because you have been you have been running around, bro. Uh, I have seen <laughs> you running back back and forth and up and down and backwards spinning in circles <laughs> just to make things happen yeah and it's been a journey yeah but things are working out yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they have out, they have to been uh the pieces are falling where they need to be so yeah we're, we we're excited to see what what's coming ahead now so when we did the podcast with the i graduated now what and we interviewed your your daughter there uh i was really amazed like surprised in a good way to see how hopeful she was at the at the change at Mm -hmm. the plans that she had and even though they had this is a family that you you guys have been to a lot of different cities and and every single time that you've had to go we're not talking about i'm going to visit new york for a week you know (laughs) i'm going for the weekend to the to the to the valley you know and i'm gonna go camp out no you guys when you when we talk about um, Winston Salem, we talk about Woodbridge. You uprooted your family and you went there and and began to dig roots mm-hmm. into those places just to see God move in a church. And your family was along for that adventure, right? For that ride. At, at any point, did you any? And I know we don't think about because we just we we as 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 men especially try to just move forward with. And we're really good at that. Right. We're really good at you're you're met with an obstacle. We're met with a a challenge, and it's like, got it. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. We're 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 doing this, you know. And but we some sometimes could forget about the ones that we're 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 pulling along on this on this adventure. You right. grab the family's hand and they're flying behind like a flag, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So at at any point in 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 you making a lot of these moves, were there? Can you reflect back on man, uh, like where 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 you would think how is this going to affect my kids long term? Right, you do you do. Uh, the greatest thing is my wife has always been up for the for the ride, uh, so she's never she's wondered. Always had your back. She's always said, "Let's do it, let's go." That's huge. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's a big help. Where she's she's not. Uh, she has nothing that will hold her back, right? And she's not attached to a home, to an item, to a city. And uh, she's willing to uproot and go again for the will of God. So that's a big help uh, that we both on board. Uh, and the children, you know, the first one, they were young, so they didn't know much. They just went along. Uh, heading to Woodbridge, they were older. And sometimes the issue is they build friendship mm-hmm. here in, in our mother church. So then it's, it's tough to say bye to friends. Uh, but they, but we knew and they understood. And when they got there, they built new friends. When it was time to come back to Norfolk, they were sad again. They didn't want to come back, though they, they had old friends here. <laughs> they built friendship. Uh, so this last one, as my 17-year-old, uh, it's getting close to 18. Uh, so now we didn't, uh, you know, I, I told my son, he, you have no other choice. You still have to come along with us. Uh, but he's <laughs> actually excited. So he is in for the ride. So he is not... Uh, it doesn't feel like a burden to him. It's a new journey, and he seemed excited. Uh, my daughter, I gave her a choice, though. She was still 17, you know, not the legal age. I said, hey, but I, I'll give you a choice. You you could stay behind. Uh, my mother's here in the, in the city, and friends, she has a job. She had a vehicle, and she got her license. As, as she mentioned, she mm-hmm. had kind of an idea what she was going to do. So I said, if you, if you would like, you, you don't have to go with us this time. Uh, I could let you stay here to turn 18 and then keep making your decisions. Uh, and she first uh, thought about it and doing conference where we were announced because uh, I gave her the idea, what if, what if we do go, what what will you do? And so I had already mentioned to her, she, she had the choice to stay behind. And in conference, she said, I don't want to go uh, because of the, again, the detachment and everything that will go. But she says, the more I hear about God, I need to go. So she made the decision on her own, and she's willing to go. She wants to give it a try. She wants to see it. Uh, I believe my kids have a little bit of that missionary spirit, so I've I've Mm -hmm. taken them to uh, Cuba. I've taken them to Japan. I've taken them to – I mean, they've they've gone to Colombia with us to visit. They've actually been in Puerto Rico before. So they've visited other states and countries around the world, and so they they could see uh, trying to impart the same spirit. Mm-hmm. Right, they're broken people. They're hurting people. What we do, right. it's not just a new job, a new journey. Let's just keep moving around cities. And in all reality, I hate moving. Yeah. <laughs> Packing oh. boxes, carrying boxes. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a process. I don't I don't really like it at all. Yeah, and this is huge. <laughs> this is and huge this, because, I mean, you're not just going from Virginia to New York. You're going from, you're going from the United States to an island, right? Correct. And so you had to, you had to get a big... Shipping crate, right? Right. The plan is to get a container in the, a container. In the near future, but uh, we we decided to go to a small container, so we had to get rid of, uh, you know, a yeah. lot more stuff. Yes, you never, <laughs> you know. Typically, you move, you just pack everything in a box and mm-hmm. take it. Uh, but this time is before you put it in a box. You wonder is this worth taking, or mm-hmm. you know, do we leave it behind? Right. And so we, uh, this was a different move because we had to get rid of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We kept some stuff to take with us. We we sold some. We gave some. Uh, and so we 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 are ready to to see what will take place. We will start fresh again somewhere. So uh, that we 
uh, our journey will begin, but we don't have a place, a home uh, yet. Uh, we don't have any ideas of, of anything, but uh, looking forward to God open some doors so we could have a, a place to land in Ponce. That's going to happen. It is, man. Yes. That's awesome. That is, man. Now, when 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 we were interviewing your daughter and we asked her, hey, what are, uh, I think one, one of the questions that I asked her is, who, who motivates you or what motivates you? You know, first thing that came out of her mouth, my dad. My dad. Yeah, I, was, I heard the podcast and she, she, I told her a little tear came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you could influence someone's life and, the, and you know, as a pastor, you do carry a, a, a great job to change people's lives the best you can, right? Preaching, loving them, helping them. Uh, and, and many of them come, many of them go, many of them say thank you, many of them don't. Right. So if you could at least influence your child, it's it's a big accomplishment. Because that's right? your first ministry, right? Right, correct. Your, your home. home. Exactly. So if 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 I do all that we do and, and, and not even be able to see my children, mm-hmm. you know, mm. something impact their life, then it's it's a tough one. So but to then hear it from their voice, right from their mouth, typically yeah. that's you don't hear that often. Yeah, uh, it it does hits a soft spot. And you also said that like you, your kids have gotten that missionary spirit, and something that uh, we talked to Illy about because you know her plans are to come back when she's eighteen and right. do this. But Ernie asked her, he said, "Hey, if you if is anything can change, would you be willing to stay there?" And she said, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah. So you know, you know. I feel I feel like she's gonna get to Puerto Rico, and she's gonna see everything that God's doing, and she's gonna stay. I yeah. I, I believe that. I was, I, I'm believing it too. I, believe- <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I want you know again. So I don't want to force her. Right, she's, you gotta stay here. Uh, so she's willing to go. She made her own free will choice on that aspect. Uh, and you're right. And I I'm, I mentioned to them the beginning is gonna be tough because again mm-hmm. we don't we we don't have a place. We don't have a house. Uh, we already know the weather. We're already hitting hot. the summer hot, and so they're gonna. I can see frustrated. Uh, so I say, hey, listen, the f- the first few months is is gonna be a little difficult, uh, but but after that, we're hoping to you know catch momentum and begin right. heading into the great unknown. That's right. That's it's exciting, exhilarating. Exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. Gets the heart rate up, the blood pumping. <laughs> Dude, I love it, bro. That's, that's, that's awesome. That is so. It's an adventure, man. It is. It really that is. is. So cool. Yeah. You want you want to you want to go on an adventure? Pack your family up and move to an island. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's that for an adventure? How's, yeah, right. You think you like you think hiking is an adventure? No, no, yeah. no. Pack your family up and go. It is exciting, but God, yeah. God has God has your back. Yes, sir. That's the, that's the greatest thing, right? To know that God is going right. for us. He has a plan, so we're not going there on our own strength or right. right. Or have a plan and go according to our plan, but according to God's plan. So that's that's the great part. My security lays still, and God has a plan. Yeah. You know, where do we live? What do we have? I need to find a vehicle. Why would I drive? I, all these other things will will come where they need to. But at least I know God has God has plan. your back, yes, sir. In a world full of uncertainties, you can be certain that God will work for you, Correct. and He has your back. That's right. That's awesome. I mean, that's comforting. I think about that all the time. Just like, you, you know, when, whenever we start to worry or think about things can go bad or, you know, you know what? No, God, God has our back and yeah. he's always had our back. And that's a huge part of my testimony, how much God has had our back. Just stepping out of the military right. and you've done that as well. Correct. And God has taken care of, you know, his Ever people. Since. Yes, sir. It's now, amazing. 
not only that, but you could go into Puerto Rico with confidence. Absolutely, that, that you'll be able to that you'll be able to make impact and do something for him because of the proof is in the pudding and what you've been able to, t- to accomplish in the past. And I know that 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 goes into play. Not that we we walk in this pride, you know, where it's like, oh, I can't wait to get there, mm. and I'm gonna go ahead and t- and and take care of business, right? No, but just and I know you're not. Look, <laughs> for people that are listening, they don't know. Uh, Pastor Hector Rodriguez, the most humble man on the planet. Man, it, it, it <laughs> humble, a, patient. A, it eats me up, bro. Humble, patient. Like it's I things that it, I want to emulate, man. It, it and you know what? That's that's where I'm trying to get at, man. Is yeah. that is is that you have been such an impact on my life, like personally, man. You have been such an impact, and I know that there's other brothers that can say the same. There's other brothers in Woodbridge that are pastors now that look at you in the same light, where it's like. You've helped in. You've helped me grow and mature into the man that I am today, and I can I, and I can say that to you because you have helped me, and without even knowing, like you have um, probably it wasn't even your intention, but you you became that mentor that I needed, you know. And I was talking with my wife uh, the other day, and uh, no, yeah, it, it was the other day, like maybe a day ago. And we're we're sitting down and we're we're we're, we're talking. This this is after we finish fighting like cats and dogs, right? I'm, just <laughs> I'm just serious. Christian fighting. <laughs> no, but we're sitting down and I'm just reflecting. And she's like, you know what? It's it's funny because I I haven't seen you this way. Uh, the last time I saw you this this way was was when when GJ, who's Pastor Hernandez in Chicago when he was in our lives and when he was here and that was when we first embarked on this journey called salvation you know and getting to know who jesus is and and i kind of looked at him as like an older bro- I, I have a blood older brother i have two older brothers but it's a different relationship you know and mm-hmm. distance causes you know it 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 changes right friends become family mm-hmm. right and GJ was that person to me, was that uh, that that mentor to me, that person that I that I loved, that I kind of came under and clicked with like that. And and she's like, "There's been years where you hadn't had that until until Hector stepped into the picture." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. This 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 man stepped into the picture, and in in a time that I didn't even know, you know, and I didn't even realize it. And I know that that wasn't your intent. You were just being." The assistant pastor at the, at the church, bro. <laughs> you were just being available like you are with everybody else. Right. But we don't know in, in making ourselves available that way and the patience that you had with me because I know I'm crazy. Right? <laughs> and so Raymond knows I'm crazy too. <laughs> yeah, I just don't tell everybody. <laughs> and so uh, it, it's, 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 it's amazing how, when the, how we can impact someone's life when we open ourselves up. And just be there for somebody genuinely. And that's what you did for me, man. And I'll never forget that. And you you know this goes without saying. If you ever need anything, me and my family are there for you. Yeah, thank you. Here thank you. and in Puerto Rico, man, I'll fly out there and choke somebody for you. No, yeah. <laughs> At least I impacted two people now. <laughs> no, no. I, and, and then to add on to what Ernie's saying, uh, you, you, you've made a, just by your exampleship, just who you are. You know, there's a, there's a saying that I like to use all the time, be like a duck and just let it roll off your back. Mm-hmm. And you exemplify that 
so much. Like you are unbothered. And, and, and then, you know, sometimes, you know, you see people and uh, they may not be able to handle the pressure or you can see it physically gets to them. But you've always been the example of no matter what comes your direction, keep a cool, calm head and just get it done. And that's not something that you've said, but it's something that you've just shown. And, you know, like a lot of a lot of men in the church are watching and they see that exampleship. You know, there's more than one way to, you know, crack an egg or or make an omelet. And you've shown that through your exampleship. And I remember one particular um, one particular time I, I came into the office. This was back in the old building. And I had a question. I said, if you had to give someone one piece of advice in their Christianity to, um, to help them make it for the long run, what would that be? And then you said, uh, guard your heart. And I remember that like it was the other day. If, wow. I remember like it was just like yesterday because it, it, that's you so crucial. That, do you? <laughs> I don't remember. I, and, and, and exactly, exactly. And, and and that just shows that you I don't you may not understand how much of an impact you had on many of the men within the church. And I want to say thank you just for your exampleship. You you make it easy. Like I'm, everybody knows, I'm not called to preach right now, but I'm always open for you know if that calling were to come my direction. But you make it, you make it seem as if I can do it, if right. that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? You, it, you make it look easy. <laughs> you make it look easy. And I, and I, know, I know it's not, but um, that's just something that I, I get from you. You're so cool and calm, and, and I appreciate your demeanor. The most humble guy I've Absolutely. ever met. I don't, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, the most humble guy I've ever met. Yeah. You look up humble. There's a picture of Pastor Rodriguez <laughs> right there, smiling. Oh man, if you guys could see always, him right now, always smiling, oh, yeah, man. Always you smiling. see him right now. Might as well smile. <laughs> and I love positivity, and that's it's contagious. It is. Yeah. It is. And and I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. And Thank it, you. and you know, this isn't the first time that we've seen you go. And I was upset the first time as well. But <laughs> in our fellowship, that's how things go. Right. It's in our. It's in our. It's in our blood. Yes, sir. To send and to go and to. Come back doing harvesters and then love each other. So right. it is, you know, so goes the war, right? Yeah. That's but it. We're going to miss you. This is a little bit further this time. Yeah. We can't just go to Woodbridge or North Carolina, but I'm definitely going to start saving up my leave time and my money for <laughs> so those tickets come. to Puerto Rico. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to it. Uh, no, nah, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to hold you to it, bro. I'm going to hold you to it, too. Piggy bank. We're going there, <laughs> and we're going to take their equipment here. We're doing a podcast oh, there. Oh, that'd be awesome, bro. <laughs> at the beach of On the beach. Go. Oh, in the night. Nice, <laughs> oh, oh, that'd you be dope. You can hear the, 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 waves, the ocean and the, the waves. And, oh, that'd be beautiful. Bro, that'd be amazing. So, yeah. Jeez. But no, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for uh, your kind words. Amen. I can't. And it's, it's no flattery. No. It's, I'm not about flattering. It comes from the heart, man. Like, it Appreciate really, it. really does. It's taking everything in me just to kind of keep it straight. You know? Right. Because yeah. Keep it balanced. That keep sucks, man. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> I but it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later, It's man. see you later. It's for sure it's, a you're see right. you later. You're you right. You're right. Yes. And, um, you know, I just, uh, like Raymond said, and I just want to echo something a, a little bit here. I I pray for a double portion of what you have. Oh yeah. What I've seen in you, I want a double portion of what you have as far as the amount of care that you mm-hmm. give to somebody, the amount of patience and the humility. Now I'm not praying to be humbled. 
because right? <laughs> right? that sucks. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of humble pie this last year. Mm. I'm looking to eat more. That's enough slices. But I, but 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 I do pray to tap into that, and I yeah. hope I am tapping into that. I don't know. I've I've only been uh, called called humble by by coworkers, you know, and so I'm like, oh, I must be doing something right, right. That's and good. so I I pray I get something from you uh, from the exampleship, just to be able to to. The gift that keeps on giving, the right. gift that is Hector Rodriguez, the scribe, you the know, scribe. the one the scribe. But what that says is, is, is that man, you are, you, you're faithful, you're loyal, and you're always there. The man of structure. And I want to be that man. And I, I, I really want to be that man. And so, I know that you're gonna make many, many more men, godly men in Puerto Rico, bro. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So with that being said, man, I, I just want to, you know what, this is something that's normally, and I know that you're, you're very familiar of this, uh, and it's traditional in the Navy, and I just wanted to do this tradition for you. This is traditional for those that retire out the Navy, all right, and, and in my eyes, Hector, you are a chief, bro. You are, <laughs> you are a, a master chief, man. You are uh, one, one, one of the enlisted members that has been down in the dirts on um, the deck plates on the deck plates rolling your sleeves up with the rest of us knocking down walls and uh, mm. doing doing stuff and you you have you have manned the front line that it is to of evangelism of being a christian of being a pastor of being an, an example and a leader and now you're you're stepping out of ranks and you're you're leaving uh and and I, and I just want to go ahead and read you this which is traditionally meant for those retiring out the Navy. It's called the watch. All right. And, um, no, no tears, right? No, tears. No, no, tears. No, no, no tears, tears, man. No tears. So for 18 years, this sailor has stood the watch. While some of us were in our bunks at night, this sailor stood the watch. While some of us were in school learning our trade, this shipmate stood the watch. Yes, even before some of us were born into this world, this shipmate stood the watch. In those years when the storm clouds of war were seen brewing on the horizon of history, this shipmate stood the watch. Many times he would cast his eye ashore and see his family standing there, needing his guidance and help, needing that hand to hold during those hard times. But he still stood the watch. He stood the watch for the past 18 years. He stood the watch so that we, our families, and our fellow countrymen could sleep soundly and safely each and every night, knowing that a sailor stood the watch. Today, we're here to say shipmate. Shipmate. Hector Rodriguez, the watch stands relieved. Relieved by those you have trained, guided, and led. Shipmate. You stand relieved because now we have the watch. Amen. You guys got the watch. <laughs> we got it. You got it back in North Focus. Your turn now. Yeah, it is, man. It is. And I have no doubt that men are going to rise up to try to fill in that gap that you're going to. That's a big gap, man. That, that you're going to leave open. But God moves. Yes, sir. Thank right. you. Thank you guys for the podcast. Thank you for coming. Last minute, I know you're busy, but thank you for taking a little bit of time to yeah. 
bless our podcast. It was a pleasure. Thanks again for the invitation. You got anything for anyone listening, uh, aspiring to want to go and do this, or is maybe, I, I don't know, in teeter-tottering between doing God's will or doing something for God? Yeah, you know, I I think uh, one of the greatest things is often we think we are unqualified, unable, or we put a lot of limitations. And, and we find it all throughout the Bible. Moses, again, like I mentioned, Gideon, a lot of men who failed. Not me, why me? I, I went through the same feelings. Uh, but to understand that God chose the foolish things of this world uh, was a big encouragement for me to think, you know, you could look at some people and wonder, yeah, they could do it. I could see them. I could see their character. I could see their their looks. I could see their actions. I could see their family. They have it all perfect. Uh, and so often you we disqualify ourselves from thinking we can impact the world. Uh, and so I believe God chose the foolish, the, the ones who were messed up, the ones who, again, doesn't deserve it, the ones who... And, and he uses those to get his glory. And so I believe there are a lot of people who who often think they can't do it, you know, uh, without knowing what people have gone through, without thinking, what do I have to give? But God can use anybody to bring a gospel message. You know, even in our streets, we don't have to go to an island. Uh, so often if we can if we can keep our focus or our vision for f- souls, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. How your English? How good is your English? <laughs> Where you came from, God can use you. And so if we could be an encouragement, I think God can use us to to touch people, change lives. Amen. That's good, man. That's awesome. And I have nothing else to add. No. Me, for me and my family, wish you Godspeed. And Thank this you. is the right context yes. to use that. Godspeed. That's, that's what I we're praying for. God moves. If we're in the last days, we need, we need a, a move of God. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So, yes, that's that's our prayers, too. Well, all right. And if you guys are listening out there, send a prayer out mm-hmm. for Pastor Rodriguez and his family in Puerto Rico, the island of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yes. Forgot to open up doors. Forgot to move. Move. In an expeditiously manner. Yeah. And if you're in Puerto Rico, just know that the ground's about to shake, but this isn't an earthquake. It's just Pastor Rodriguez touching down. <laughs> Get ready. And come and visit. Is it going to be La Puerta or is it going to be a... It is going to be La Puerta. Okay. Uh, there's already a, a potter's house there, or La Casa del Alfarero. So we're yeah. going on the La Puerta. Mm-hmm. So we have an Instagram already. Uh, awesome. Awesome. We'll Can tag you, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely. In. I think, uh, well, I, uh, I believe the Norfolk, I'm, I, I'll check to see. Why don't we follow the, the KTB podcast here from another of our Instagram. So Right. But uh, I'll I'll follow so they could they could see us. Yeah, man. La 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 Puerta. Uh, I believe we're we're going right now on their Puerto Rico CFM. Mm -hmm. It's the main Instagram. Uh, We soon have a have a website running, a Facebook, and actually just got a independent phone line as well. So we're trying to make some moves from here until we get to the island. Once we get there, we'll keep everybody up to date. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, with that being said. Thank hey, you again. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Appreciate pray for it. our brother. Pray for his yes. family. Thank pray you. for Puerto Rico. That's right. And KTB out. Later. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash 
the KTB podcast, and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.